You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au Shane Graham lifts the lines with Turn It Up now as they straighten and he races away. He's out in front by seven metres. Tommy Lincoln trying hard then Targaryen but it's all Turn It Up and Turn It Up wins and wins easily. Turn It Up, Tommy Lincoln, Targaryen. Yeah, he's one of the star free-for-allers in Queensland of course. He's been around a while now but you'd love to own him. He's had uh, 27 wins from 58 career starts. Turn It Up, he's by Courage Under Fire and you must love calling him Chris and he made an early move in that race and took it by the scruff of the neck a long way from home. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, he's an absolute ripper. There's no doubt about it. Uh, just so consistent. Uh, we outlined his record just recently. No further back than fourth, I think, of his past 27 starts now. So constantly earning uh, prize monies for his connections and uh, he looks a terrific chance again in that free-for-all tomorrow night. We spoke with Shane Graham yesterday. He's obviously committed himself to turn it up. Leonard Kane will take the drive on a Mac Da Vinci. But I was interested when I posed that uh, question about tactics for that race. I said, do you spear out, hand over to Mac Da Vinci? And it was a, a firm no. So it'll be interesting to see how that race plays out tomorrow night. Absolutely. Of course, Darren Clayton is with us as usual on a Friday. And also Ryan Spice as well. Dissect some of these races around the country, Chris. Yeah, and they're both with us now. Gents, good morning. Morning team, how are we today? Very good, Ryan. Morning, Chris. Yeah, really well. How's yourself? Yeah, really good. Now, I want to start with some news re Leap to Fame. Now, he was meant to start next Tuesday. Uh, that race didn't get off the ground. He's basically scared everyone out of town. So there's no start for Leap to Fame on Tuesday. But furthermore to that, as I mentioned earlier in the week, he was the first horse invited to the Rising Sun, the big feature event during our Constellations in July. And they were just mulling over their options because if they chose to accept that invitation for the Rising Sun, that would rule him out of the Queensland Sun. In the last 24 hours, news has come through that Leap to Fame and Connections have accepted the Rising Sun. So therefore, he is now ineligible to start in the Queensland Sun. But uh, it's just got to be a little frustrating as it stands right now, given that you know, they're, they're keen to get him off and going for his current campaign, but uh, races just aren't standing up. He had that little bit of a, a false start with the trials as well. Nothing to do with the horse. It was just that, you know, we had too many races one day and then it was a, a really hot day the next. So it's just been a little frustrating so far. But the, the bottom line is that they have accepted for the rising sun. So there's some news on Leap to Fame, Darren. Yeah, well, it's good that, uh, that they've... I guess lock that away and we've got first horse in now we can start building that race around it um, yeah disappointing that that race didn't got, get off the ground there was only I think there was three noms in it for the and they were all from the Dixon stable so um, a little bit disappointing there especially with some good money on offer mm, absolutely uh, just further news on the rising sun so we're waiting to hear from connections Reed Merlin of course he was a winner of last week's uh, group one Great Northern Derby in Auckland a cooter is the next target for racing Queensland, so expect an invitation to be going out there uh, sometime soon. Of course, he'll be starting uh, in a couple of weeks with that uh, slot race over in New Zealand, the, the, the race by the Grins there at Cambridge. So he is definitely on the uh, 
the, the hit list for racing Queensland. So that's going to be very interesting to see if uh, Connections accept that invitation once it is issued. Because if you can get a Cooter coming to town, that's certainly going to add uh, a little bit of interest. Uh, the clash between Leap to Fame, Australia's best, up against uh, what's considered to be New Zealand's best four-year-old. And potentially what that then brings if there's uh, if they've got another three-year-old that they bring for the derby as well like we mentioned with Barry Purden or stars bring a cooter um, you'd expect there'd be some form of traveling companion to, to join him on the way yep absolutely don't stop dreaming was at the trials yesterday he was the star two-year-old last season for the all-stars operation and uh, he stepped out in a trial yesterday at uh, Rangiora and uh, he had a nice little hit out there. So maybe he could be a target as well. Whether they'd want two in the same race, probably not. But uh, he's certainly a, a horse that should be under consideration as well. Maybe they just bring him across and, and aim towards the derby. Who knows? But uh, he is a very talented horse. Don't stop dreaming. So we'll uh, follow that with interest. Uh, news coming through as well just overnight. Tough Monarch has been retired. What a horse he's been for Ricky Alchin. Uh, what did he end up having? 107 race starts, 36 wins, 18 placings, just shy of $600,000. Group one winner in Australia, group one winner in New Zealand. So he's been an absolute ripper, but he has run his final race, Darren. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing for the that uh, he's finished, but he's done a great job along the way. And uh, let's not forget either, he's the, the best Q-bred trotter we've ever had. He was, of course, bred and born in Queensland. Yeah, indeed he was. Hey, today uh, at Wagga, Ryan, we've got a, a number of nice races down there. We've got these uh, feature uh, heats, or well, uh, a feature final coming up shortly. We've got the heats today, but there's some real talent stepping out there. It's towards the back end of the program. So looking at the first mayor's heat, we've got Soho Historia, the Queensland Oaks winner, going up against Tay-Tay. So that's going to be a good clash there. Madrid's likely to start very short in the other mares heat. And as far as the entires and buildings are concerned, better rise to late. He's in action. He's got the inside of the second row. He goes up against Lightning Dan, who duly saluted last week. He was your best bet. So that's going to be a good little clash there. And in that final heat, we've got the likes of uh, Tasty Delight, My Ultimate Ronnie, Rip, Curly James. So a couple of nice races there in Wagga today, right? Yeah, some high talented horses step out, Chris. Uh, heat racing this week, and then they'll be into $100,000 finals next week. Is there any sort of push for better isolate? Uh, Chris, he's first up for four months off a little setback, so drawn inside back row, I think he'll be driven relatively conservative. I'm pretty keen that Lightning Dan will be straight to the front and very hard to beat. Okay, might be a big weekend for Jason Grimms, and I'll talk more with that. Uh, in just a moment with you. Uh, just some news coming through from the West. I mentioned this yesterday with uh, Matty Young. Never ending, who's the, uh, the the reigning Australian two-year-old of the year. Unbeaten, six for six, Justin Prentice. He is very close. So too is his stable mate, Rolling Fire. So maybe next week or the week after for a, uh, a trial return for both of those youngsters. The Reckler Dealing Sale takes place on Sunday. Uh, first lot in the ring, 12 noon. Unfortunately, it clashes with Marburg on Sunday, Darren. And this is a good race day, Marburg, on Sunday because we've got heats of the Oakwood Capital Strike Series. So there's some competitive racing there. It's an eight-race program, and uh, those heats look like they're going to be keenly contested as well. Yeah, certainly will. And it's a, it's just a bit of a different format. Um, 
so all the heats are all um, they all off start off the front tape and then depending on who makes the final they're then handicapped into the final off their rating so um, I guess it makes it uh, keenly contested but you're not really sure where you're going to to land in the final it all depends on who qualifies but yeah probably a little bit disappointing that that's actually clashing with the uh, sale on Sunday perhaps that's something that uh, needs to be a little bit more fine-tuned for next year so that we don't see that sort of clash yeah absolutely uh, Ryan I'm keen to get your thoughts uh, with this uh, slot race over in the west only weeks away the Nullarbor so as it stands there's now three Sydney horses that have been invited and accepted for this race. So we've got Spirit of St. Louis, we've got Better Zippered, and Loyalist was invited and accepted uh, earlier this week. What's your assessment of Loyalist? How's he gonna match up there? Yeah, Chris, it's probably uh, one from left field um, from the selection point of view, but he's only had one taste of open class um, racing and that was a few weeks ago on Miracle Mile Night where he was beaten the head in the head into third behind Better Zippet. So if you take those form lines and the fact that Better Zippet um, has a slot himself um, I suppose that's the way they're thinking but he, he, he is a bit of a one dimensional sit sprinter. He's a horse on the up. He's by the right sire and Better's delight so if he draws to race on pace uh, he, he's probably a live hope. Okay, so all of his recent racing at Menangle, how will he adapt to, to the half-mile circuit at Gloucester Park? Um, he's raced quite successfully at Penrith in the past, so I think from that perspective, that's a big tick. All right, well, it certainly is a, a left-field uh, choice, there's no doubt about it, but he, he's got some strong form lines right now, so it's a, an interesting mix for that race over there, and I think that plane is due to fly out on Monday down for, for Perth, so it'll be very interesting. I think a number of those gallopers that are going over for the Quokka are going to be on that same flight. So interesting times for sure and certain. Guys, tomorrow night we've got uh, 10 races at Albion Park and it coincides with the 2023 Australian Female Drivers' Championship. Uh, they've got six heats on that 10-race uh, program tomorrow night and we've got some wonderful female drivers competing tomorrow night, flying the flag for Queensland, uh, Narissa McMullen, Talia McMullen. We've got Amanda Turnbull, Gemma Coney representing New South Wales. Uh, we've got uh, Denny Roberts, Emily Savalco from the West. Uh, we've got Danielle Hill, Samantha Pascoe, South Australia. Uh, Ellen Tormey, uh, she's coming up from Victoria. Uh, also coming up, Michelle Phillips from Victoria. Donna Ford coming up and Hannah Van Dongen from Tasmania. So does that make the other... Uh, the, the form analysis a little bit more tricky when we're, we're dealing with uh, so many new drivers tomorrow night. Ryan, you go first there. Yeah, Chris, it made it really, really tough, um, to say the least. So for the majority of those uh, races in the series, I'll certainly probably just be looking on. Okay, Darren, what are your thoughts on, on the female driver series tomorrow night? Is there a driver that you're really keen to, to sort of check out uh, as far as talent in the, in the bike up close is concerned? Yeah, well, I think um, from that regard, like Ryan said, it's a, it's a little bit tricky to line it up. But, um, you know, th these are good situations where you come back to the best horse in the race because they're all talented drivers. Um, I think Narissa McMullen does well with the, with the drive. She's got a few tough gates. The one that I thought might just... Um, sort of be able to, to get on a few that are, are just on the fringe of the market and, and do well with is Denny Roberts. I know in the um, she's got Scotch and Ice in Heat 2 from Gate 1. Now this horse hasn't had a, a barrier for 
Uh, he's three starts back from a spell now, hasn't really had a barrier. He looks ready to fire there and probably finds a, a, a suitable race. So um, she's got that one there. Um, she's got Dazzle Me in the first as a horse that's going really well and an off, good off-speed runner but can also run the gate. So um, she's got those two. And then a little bit later on in, in the night... Um, she had one there that um, that I thought was a good chance as well in the last heat. Again, one that's just on the on the fringe. Arco, look, that's a, a good mare's race. But uh, if our modern mini and red tricks go to war, well, Arco is certainly one that's shown that uh, it might be a bit of a knockout as well. So, all all in all, though, um, they a lot of them seeing horses for the first time, which makes it a little bit tricky. Yeah, we've got some wonderful female driving talent in the Southern Hemisphere, not only here in Australia, but also stretching across to New Zealand. I'll ask you this question to, to both of you. If you were down to your last 50 and you needed a female driver to sort of get you out of trouble, who are you going to nominate as, as your driver to put that last 50 on? It doesn't have necessarily the drivers competing tomorrow night, but anywhere throughout the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, well, if um, they're both competing tomorrow night, and if it's a if it's a horse that's going to lead, it's Narissa McMullen, and if it's a horse that can be anywhere in the run and be Amanda Turnbull. Ryan, uh, Chris, I'm going to go with a left field selection and suggest Emily Savelko. I really rate her as a driver. Okay, okay. Uh, news coming through also this week regarding that slot race in New Zealand, the race. Natalie Rasmussen, speaking of female drivers, is going to partner self-assured. So he got into trouble last week, lock wheels at a crucial stage in that race, won by copy that. So speaking of female drivers, probably uh, one of the all-time greats there, Natalie Rasmussen, back behind self-assured. I think the last time she sat behind self-assured, she won a feature race up in the North Island. So there's something to consider as well. But, uh, it will be interesting tomorrow night with a number of these races. Let's focus on these free-for-alls, races five and nine. The pacing free-for-all, race five. The trotters free-for-all. I think that's the best race on the program tomorrow night. We'll start with the pacers, race five. Tab have got to mark it up here. So Northview Hustler, eight dollars. Cardles from Heaven, 31. Turn it up, 160. Mac Da Vinci, 290. Governor Jujon, 13. Rock Bottom, 41. Tommy Lincoln, $26. He opened 170 turn it up, now trading at 160 Ryan, Shane Graham on air yesterday said there's no lead for Mac Da Vinci. Was that a, a shock to you, or is that how you sort of anticipated this race to be run? Chris, no shock there. Um, that's driving Mac Da Vinci to his pattern off what Shane had commented in the media previously. So, yeah, I had turn it up, pegged as the leader and would be holding. Um, there's no black sedans here, so, yep, turn it up, leads. Northview Hustler sits on his back and for my mind that's how they run across the line. It doesn't look to be any pressure in the race then. If Turnit Up gets the lead and they drive Mac Da Vinci conservatively, there's no real pressure. You're not expecting Governor Jujon to take a shot like he did last time out? Uh, Chris, if he takes a shot and gets uh, rebuffed, I don't think he'd be wanting to sit parked over the middle trip. Okay. Is it just cut and dried here, Darren, that turn it up leads and game over? It certainly appears that way, and the smaller field certainly doesn't help that either. You think, like you just mentioned, no pressure. Um, you know, he zips across, gets to the front. It could just be stack em and rack em and, um, you know, he gets home in sub-27 and nothing's making ground from him then. So it's just, um, you know, all falls into his favour. Um, 
Governor Jujon's a tricky one because he had that good shot there last start and just wasn't able to, to quite get across. I don't think they'd be wanting to, to end up in a similar situation as they did on that occasion. So that makes it sort of tough for him in that, um, you know, he's got turn it up to his inside who is such a, you know, arguably the, the fastest pacer in Queensland off the arm when they want to absolutely press the button. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see Grant wanting to engage in that battle early on. Okay. Well, that's going to be an interesting race, race five. What about the uh, the free-for-all for the Trotters, race nine? Over the mile, uh, mobile start, track record's 55-1. Darren, is that in any sort of jeopardy tomorrow night, the track record? I think if it's, um, you know, a, a reasonably warm night and, and the track's playing well, it certainly is because um, we've got some speedsters engaged there tomorrow night and um, I guess it all play depends how it plays out early but um, I, the interesting one for me is Adele for the Jack Butler stable first up in Queensland um, I think you know she arrives with form out of the Inter-Dominion of course Majestic Harry was in that series as well I thought Majestic Harry was probably it was the, the, the marathon last week he's got to go back to the mobile sprint this week but uh, oh, I thought he probably a little bit plain last week just thought I know he did get pulling in the middle stages, but um, uh, I thought he would have finished it off a little bit better. So uh, Adele in that race, and then you've got um, you know a horse like Lisa Castleton going really well, can just tuck in behind the speed, so she's going to be thereabouts. And then um, you know the new one from Mark Rees probably hasn't fired since it's arrived. Call me trouble. Um, Sugar and spice is probably the one that throws a bit of a x-factor into the race in that she's been running the gate really hard so if she gets across early um could certainly set up that tempo for a track record okay ryan what are your thoughts on the trotters free-for-all um no firm opinions chris the only thing that i think is certain to happen is that sugar and spice from a similar setup was able to cross lisa carlton and majestic harry a few starts back so i expect the same here do they hold or do they hand after that um i'm not sure it's going to be a good race, that. Uh, Adele is no doubt the key runner here. Uh, at her best, she is by far and away the best trotter in this field. Uh, and as you said, Darren, she comes up with some really good form lines, meeting all of the best trotters that we have in the country at her most uh, recent couple of starts. She was probably getting a little hot towards the end of that campaign with Karen Manning. Uh, that's obviously maybe forced the stable change. She got a little fired up when she was striking the sulky footrest in that trial, so probably you know pays to overlook that trial performance so this looks her bread and butter uh, mile and it's a, uh, a mobile start so they're just going to be banking on a fair bit of early speed here and call me troubles the other one that's interesting because uh, he comes across from New Zealand very well credentialed um, just got too keen last week in, in the in the two mile marathon race so he's another one like Majestic Harry coming back to the mobile coming back to the sprint trip so it's going to be interesting. Nathan Dawson probably had the choice there between Adele and Call Me Trouble. Maybe he's given us a lead here, opting for Adele over Call Me Trouble. But I think that's a really good race there tomorrow night, race nine. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, anything else stands out on this program tomorrow night at Albion Park? Yeah, I thought um, in race seven, Mac Daddy 
He's certainly one that uh, gets his opportunity. It's one of those female drivers' races. Gate one, he's been going well enough. And the other one that I'm keen to see come back to the track is Bronski Delight. Um, gave Bold Medley a juge on a bit of a scare a couple of runs back. That was back in January. Um, she's gone for a spell and come back and I think um, you know she strikes the right type of race there to to certainly get things back under control back on track for her campaign okay we'll keep an eye out for her Ryan have you got a best bet for Albion Park tomorrow night um just a free-for-all Chris I'm really keen to play turn it up the wind and North through hustle the place Okay, so that's how we attack Albion Park tomorrow night. Ten races, 5.13. So they are putting on a little bit of a function there tomorrow night as well as part of the Australian Female Drivers' Championship. Tickets, $25 per person. So if you're keen to get along and see all of these great female drivers in action, contact the club and they'll be able to help you out. What about Menangle tomorrow night, Ryan? This is going to be an interesting little card of racing. The highlight race, no doubt, is race five because... That's the free-for-all race, better zip it steps out there. He's looking to go back-to-back -back after scoring, and this is a really important race, given that he's going Perth on Monday. So who takes this race, and why? Race five tomorrow night in Sydney. Chris, I'm not really sure who actually is uh, going to be winning the race. certainly holds a race with a lot of intrigue. We've got the McCarthy runners in Maxshard and Ultra Orlando, who will dominate the map. I assume better zip it needs to roll forward and probably breeze in the event. And then we've got Firefox, Will Rickson taking the drive, the second Grimson runner, and he's run 50 flat himself, last start winning the free-for-all. Uh, good little race, not sure how it plays out. Um, at the prices though, better zip it's, I think, a shade of odds on. I can't be entertaining that. Okay, yeah, it's been easy. He's 180 out from 150. Uh, we've got Max Shard, steady at 6.50, total diva 21. Huli Mien's had a little bit of support, 15 into 9, 50 now 10. Alter Orlando, 7.50 in from 11. Jazzy Star, 19. Stingray Tara, 23. Jimmy Lock, 26. Better Zip it, 180 out from 150. And Firefox, he's pretty steady at 6.50. So that's the free-for-all there tomorrow night, race number five. The other feature there coming through is the following race, race six, the golden Easter egg for the three-year-old fillies. Looking at the tab uh, fixed odds here, we've got Jewel Melody, two sixty open three dollars. Uh, Doug's Rules at forty one dollars. Uh, Corlett one hundred and one. Peaceful two sixty. Now with the uh, uh, Cobbety Equine team McCarthy after Cam Ross made the move to Perth recently. Uh, it's out from two twenty five. So we both open favourite just drifting. Bonus bet fifty one. My Stella Rose twenty six. Sky Blue three sixty. She's been easy out from three. Eve Crocker at 15, Promised Land 14, Catastrophe at 151, Shira Lee 151. So who wins the golden Easter egg? Chris, first pick is probably Jewel Melody just from the good gate, but it's very difficult to split the three good fillies in Jewel Melody, Peaceful and Sky Blue. Um, yeah, that's the way I lean with that race, but one I'm not really keen to get involved with. Okay, so that race over the mile for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, it's race number six coming through tomorrow night. What is the best bet at uh, Menangle's program tomorrow night, right? Chris, race two, number three, double act. David Morris takes the drive. This fella was just collared in the last bound in the autumn gift final last week by Tegan Banner. He draws to lead again here over the mile and significantly his main rival in Tegan Banner again comes up with the outside the front row barrier draw. So I anticipate there'll be many lengths between them in the run. 
and I think that gives Dubalak the edge. And I see he's been three dollars into two sixty this morning with Tab, so he's the one for me. Okay, best bet there. Race two, number three, double act. Hoping to uh, double down, uh, pardon the pun, after last week with Lightning Dan. What else stands out on that card tomorrow night? Uh, no, just double act for me, Chris. That's the only one. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Menangle tomorrow night. And uh, we've got that feature race coming through from Perth tonight. Well, there's two features, but the all-important race is the free-for-all, which is race four. Mighty Ronaldo, he's 225. The code breaker at one hundred to one. Steal the show five fifty. Went up twenty three dollars. He's now five fifty. Jumping Jack Mac five out from three sixty. Hampton Abana sixty one. What a bro one hundred and fifty one. Laverjo four forty out from four. Magnificent Storm five out from three sixty. Firm favourite here one mighty Ronaldo two seventy. Now trading at two twenty five. But a move at odds for the unbeaten uh, pacer in Perth. Steal the show. So. He's put a, a bit of a win streak together. So that's race number four. The other feature tonight from the West is the Empress Stakes for the Mares. This is race five. Looking at the market uh, here, we've got Simply Shaz at 21, Nullarbor Navajo 16, My Prayer 51, uh, Miss Tiano at 101, Run for Mercy 101, I'm the Lucy, I'm the Mighty Lucy at 101, The Amber Hare 270, three dollars to 260 now 270, three rumours 18. Never mind the chaos, 480 out from 420. Wonderful to fly who won last week. She's the favourite, 250, just out from 240. She's our hope, $14. They did bet 26. And Miss Budika at $101. So wonderful to fly. Drawing the inside of the second row runs the favourite there. So their race is four and five tonight from Perth. So we'll be watching with interest there. Uh, tonight, Darren, we've got an eight race program at Albion Park. What are your fancies tonight? Yeah, well, it's um, yeah, a, a night meeting. We've been getting used to some of these day meetings, but we're back to a night meeting tonight. Um, one that I've been following, I thought he had his chance last week and just sort of come up short again, but race two, horse number six, Classy Washington, who is um, not far away from Mac Daddy um, in that last, time, last start. So he's got a, a bit of a tricky gait here, but I anticipate plenty of early tempo in that race. So... Um, I think tonight can be his chance. And the other one comes up in the very next race, race three, number one, Leander. She's been going hard out in front, draws to lead again. Uh, if she can just get away with a, a little bit of a, a steadier time through the middle stages, I certainly think she'll be hard to hold out and take them all the way. And um, just going back to that Gloucester Park race, those races, Chris, uh, um, interestingly, those two runners in that race, Mighty Ronaldo and Steal the Show will be driven by the two ladies coming across. So Emily Savalco, Mighty Ronaldo and Danny Roberts on Steal the Show. Yeah, and they're on the red eye tonight. So they're going to be uh, uh, making that long flight uh, across uh, the country uh, overnight. And they'll arrive here first thing tomorrow morning. So we wish them all the best there. So just going through those prices, Classy Washington, $5. That's race two, number six. And the other one... Uh, that uh, Darren likes is race three, number one, Leander, 350. So a little bit of value there. So eight races tonight, starting at 6.10. And just speaking of those uh, drivers, uh, with tomorrow night, you do the dashboard each and every week on the Racing Queensland website. Who's going to be the driver to follow tomorrow night? Yeah, well, we've already... Um already give her a bit of a push. I've put Denny Roberts up there tomorrow night. It was a tricky one to, to work out. I think it was a bit of a toss of the coin between Nerissa McMullen and Denny, but uh, I went with the, 
with the sand groper and um, yeah I thought think she she won't, probably won't have any favorites but she'll um, she's got a few there where she, just on the fringe of the market that things can certainly go her way she can get them into winning positions okay so Denny Roberts is, is that available now the dashboard yeah it's all up there we've got that there and um, couple of runners there mentioned Mac Daddy. The other one was Wahakan Dream. I think she gets her chance tomorrow night. She's been sectionally superb in recent weeks. Follows a good speed horse, so she's going to be in the right mix. And the best bet actually comes up in race four, number three, with Argyle. I think uh, this guy's ready to fire a couple of runs back from a spell now. Um, hasn't won in Queensland, but I think he's ready to go. Okay, that's a good drive for Narissa McMullen tomorrow night as well. So that's Darren's best bet, Argyle. And Ryan, just repeating, your best bet is Sydney, Menangle tomorrow night, race two, number three, double act. Yes, mate. Lock it in. All right, two sixty currently available right now with tab fixed prices. Guys, as always, really appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch up again next week. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Ryan. Looking forward to it.